This is Joe Spina Electric from the band Phantom Electric Ghost. And today we're going to talk about some of our latest tracks uh, on a project we call Tongues into Triangles. And as always, it's always about sex. And Tongues into Triangles is a, is a fancy way of saying another fancy word, cunnilingus, which is oral sex on a female. And um, we're, we're going to get deep into that sex type thing. And that starts with the first song, uh, uh, A-type sex thing. Now, we're into all kind of sadomasochist groove and sodomy and everything uh, your mother told you not to do. Um, so the A-type sex thing, just up front, is all about um, sodomy and, uh, you know, it's oral and anal sex. And it's a heavy, heavy groove that we did um, with our, our, our grandmother uh, from Moog, we basically uh, did a bunch of overdubs. And um, initially, we came up with this interesting um, uh, beat coming off the LFO. And then we used the LFO beat and then added um, a DFAM to it, which is the drummer for another mother, uh, which we also had being modified by make noise maths module, which adds additional low frequency oscillators or LFOs and how you get rid of the capability of analog machines. So we are a hardware uh, dollless uh, producer. We use our analog sense to create LFO and modulation loops uh, instead of using clips uh, within a DAW. And so everything is done at the hardware sense. We, we actually physically record them into our Zoom R24, uh, and we use all the control services in real time to adjust our beats and all of our analog uh, loops, our clips. Everything's kind of recorded in a in a traditional kind of overdub fashion, uh, and we kind of do it based on the feel. Everything's played uh, physically on the keyboard. Our keyboard of choice is the Juno GI. Uh, which we use, and then the grandmother's native keyboard. We also use um, alternative input through Arturia Maybrew 2S and Arturia BeatStep Pro. Plus, we use the sequencers on board the Mother 32 and um, the DFAM, and we can also use the sequencer on the grandmother. And so we do all these uh, dollless recordings. And we, we kind of put the feel into it. And everybody knows that my character has always been and always will be a dominatrix, sadomasochist, princess, queen. <laughs> uh, I'm an alpha dominant one. And um, in this sex scene, um, I am, you know, a type sex thing is just a real uh, <laughs> celebration of anal sex. And uh, you just stick it in, all the way in, and um, that's what I'm into. So this song is not for the faint of heart. Um, so we do. It's interesting on YouTube. We got, um, you know, uh, more views than we normally get. Probably like five times the views on the video we made for it. So check out the YouTube video. It's a type sex thing. We actually had a previous version called Type A sex thing, and. Um, and we just like switching it up and changing it. We're actually going to add an S, which we're doing right now, uh, to the song. 
and uh, putting the A in quotes so people kind of know that's dope. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, there are people that may not like what we're doing and, you know, you know, type of people that are not into it, they get hang-ups and they get hung up on and they get dissed and, you know, they're not into getting into a tryst, not into getting into the, you know, the power of a golden shower. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's an A-type sex thing, so just put it in. Just, just put it in. Just put it in, you know. Just, just put it in. Don't, don't you want to put it in? Well, you know, we go wherever which way we want to go. And, um, you know, that's the beauty of, of love. You, you go wherever you want to go. And, uh, you know, we, we go for the high and the low. <laughs> uh, but um, we love the freedom that the, the synthesizers give us. And uh, then we did this other song. It's kind of real trash rock um, that we've been doing for a long time. It's right, girl, punk, aesthetic. It's R&R in the dark parking lot. And that one's about a girl who likes to get raved and, uh, you know, fucked up the ass in the parking lot. And um, and she likes to give it and get it and, and get it again. And, uh, you know, and she's me, so don't get twisted. Um, so that, that song is, is just a power chord thing that we used on the, on the, on the Juno. And it's in the beats coming off the JDXI that we extend. And uh, we think it's pretty cool. It's got a lot of power, which is what we like to do. We like power up, <laughs> powered up. Um, so the other song we have here is um, a song that's called Alter Hot Effects. Um, and that song um, is, is an interesting song. It, it had a beat that we put together using all of our analog gear to kind of create this really good uh, funk, steady beat. Very, very steady. It's not flipping all over the place. And, and it's got another kind of interesting thing that we, we, we were talking about before, uh, you know, the the, mal the wardrobe malfunction that Anna Hathaway had at, um, at, at the, I think it was the Grammys, maybe the Grammys, but the um, Emmys, and, or the, well, probably the Oscars. <laughs> it's one of those, man. Um, and uh, her nipples were erect in this white dress, and it's totally kind of, and you know, we're totally enamored with that. And um, then we found this um, very beautiful woman on the net that had the same kind of effect, you know, a white dress with her nipples you kind of sticking out and and just this is really drove us wild and we, we wrote a song about it we wrote two songs about it this is like the second version second song about that and um you know maybe it's a fixation a nipple fixation but <laughs> um is this what it is and um we, we really <laughs> you can't really explain it. We just got really enamored with it, and, and, and we wrote a song about that feeling. Of if you get focused, and when we get focused on all kinds of things in the dark corners of the street, as the grandparents parsons would say, um, and and we just like it. And so, like when we get into something like that, and we we get that kind of you know vibe. The same reason why we do something like Little Death, which is just another word for you know orgasm. And so we get into that, and we just get like fixated on it, um, and and that's what that's about. So 
all these songs have, you know, one thing in common, I'm going to dominatrix output dominant one, uh, given and getting till dawn. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just everything that we want to do uh, in our low fantasy world and say, you know, you know, it's, what, it's whatever it's going to be. Um, we're going to switch a little to uh, a couple of things going on. Uh, it's interesting. There's big retro vibe going on where um, people want, you know, analog sense with less features and more like, uh, you know, I would guess um, you would say that they are authentic, um, you know, uh, you know, retrograde. So you go back and you, you give us a proper five and it doesn't have any digital effects, doesn't have a sequencer, doesn't have arpeggiator, doesn't have any kind of, um, you know, uh, modern day things like you could multiple LFOs up the ass. Excuse <laughs> uh, my friends, but um, you know, you, you, there's this thing where people want like a traditional proper five or ten, or they really want a memory mode, and they don't want anything else but that. And then you got people that want to go forward with something like a UDO Super Six, or, or they want to be into, you know, a quantum, um, you know, get into, the, you know, uh, field recording type of um, uh, granular synthesis. And so they, they want to move away from subtractive, go into additive and granular and wavetable, um, and want, want want to move forward. And then you got other people that want to move backward. Now, I think the Moog one was kind of a going forward with an analog uh, synth. Uh, but now we've got Dave Smith, uh, the king of the polyphonic synth, that could save patches with the original Prophet 5, bringing the Prophet 5 back, and then also bringing the Prophet 10, which never really got implemented in the single board mode because it used to heat up and not work. So they made the double version. They had two keyboards on top of each other. Which is I like to see, you know, things on top of each other, and um, I would have liked to see the Prophet 10 come back that way, um, because then that gives you a lot of capability. But it's kind of a beast. Uh, that would be something cool, just because it gives you that kind of key to Emerson dual, dual capability. Um, so you know, teach his own. I would have liked to see that, you know, but. It's cool to have a 10 voice synth that's got that vintage power. Um, and, and you've got the ability to do like you know, multiple versions, like this uh, uh, vintage knob, you can bring it back to a profit, grab one, two, three, four. But then you gotta think about it, like, it's like I'm a producer, I keep on leaning toward getting a workstation because I don't have one. I just have a Juno, it's long in a tooth, and I wanna get that kind of RD piano. I want the ability to be able to work with other producers and have that workflow, have the have the you know the TR recording and the sequencer and the clips, and just you know but have the kind of modern convenience of having a board and then having a, the ability to have one thing these these vintages don't have is you know on on a phantom you got 256 voices of polyphony, um, you know you got 10 on a profit 10 it costs like four thousand dollars, it's like a thousand dollars more. Than a phantom. As a producer, you know, it's it kind of like your producing capability gives you what you need. And you say, well, you could just do that on a DAW, but having that uh, phantom is, a, you know, you're a keyboardist. Uh, you just don't want a PC. You want something you actually play. 
And so either Phantom or, or Cord, Kronos, you know, they are the type of workstations that you're going to want to use. And I kind of want to build that in my production when I collaborate with other people. Now, I can keep on using my R24, but if I want to get into the grid and somebody wants to get really anal about a part on my Phantom, I could actually get into it and do that level of production at the board instead of using my computer. And then I could send it on to a DAW and then really work with somebody. So, you know, in terms of that purpose, it's kind of a workhorse. It's going to do what you want. It's got analog filters. It's got all this capability. It's got the whole history of rolling. It can do the sampling. Maybe not as good as some samplers, but it can. And so you're like, okay, well, you know, $3,500, $3,700, I can get a 70, uh, one keyboard, 76 key keyboard. They can do everything I need to do. If I got to go on the road, it's super reliable, not super heavy, and I could do the whole show from that thing. Um, but if I go and I get a profit 10, it's like, I could get it on the road, but it's not going to do everything unless I'm going to do like a retro show. So I could do a full analog show with all my analog gear, with all my modular gear and have that, you know, the profit 10 be this thing. So then it's like, okay, do I want to sound like, like the Cure or Joy Division? Do I want to sound kind of like Genesis and, and be really retro and not do some of the cool modern stuff I could do. So, you know, it's kind of a choice, but I can understand the vintage capability and the simple workflow kind of brings me back to my grandmother. Grandmother has a very simple workflow, very easy to get into synthesis. Some of these modern synths maybe have too many choices like the DAW. So I can see why on a Profit 10, you can immediately get into sound design like you can on a grandmother or a matriarch but it's polyphonic and you get really, really good sound um, that you probably can't even get on a Rev 2. Uh, so it, it's a really good choice, but then then if you think about money, you look at the Polybrute. Now the Polybrute's got a simple workflow initially, but then it's got the modulation matrix that goes way beyond what the Profit 10 can do. And But you know, it doesn't have the oscillators it's kind of like the argument, okay, you've got all this cool capability on a polybrute. It's got a lot of nice, you know, power. But it's, I would just argue this. It's like, I have an Arturia Mini Root 2S. It's a really good synth, but it does, the oscillators, you know, the truth be told, don't sound like my Moog oscillators. Uh, my Mother 32 oscillator, that one oscillator has more power than anything on the Arturia. The Arturia is kind of metallic. It's really good for modern atmospheric stuff. It can do really good percussion, but it can't match the kind of boom of, of the Moog. It can't match what the, my Mother 32 does. It can't, it can kind of be in the same space as the DFAM, but it can't match the 32. It can't match the, um, the grandmother. So I can understand in terms of like, okay, a poly boot against a, a Profit 5 or Profit 10. I, I'm going to say the profit 10 and 5 are going to win. And so then, so then you got to make a choice. It's like, do I want to have this really powerful polyphonic analog synth, which I don't have? I've got kind of uh, my rolling sounds, which mimic that, but not exactly that. But they're very good. Uh, and for you know all the recording time I've had as the ghost, I've been using that rolling as my poly synth, and I've done pretty good. Um, but I would say, the Profit 10, you know, like like today I would buy a Profit 10 because that's the mood I'm in. But the next day, if like I got to work with somebody, 
I want I want the Phantom. And so that's kind of my dilemma. I like whether or not I'm going to do oral or anal. Which one's best for the day? I don't know. It's kind of like the mood I'm in. <laughs> um, so um, if there's offended everybody in the world, um, so that's a good place to start. And uh, I hope you get into all these new tracks. Again, they're going to be on a new project we're calling Tongues in the Triangles. Uh, we're waiting uh, to do some remastering. Uh, just another plug, we've been using the SoundCloud Dolby mastering tool. And, and you know, initially all these tracks were using this tool called Beautiful Audio, which does an okay job. But before we put it out um, and get it in and really stick it in into it, you know, you get the sound come eruption, uh, we kind of need that, that additional heft of the Dolby sound. Now that I offended them too, uh, but you know, it's a good thing if you got it, you know, come kind of out of your eardrums, kind of like Sir uh, Nose used to talk about. So we're doing it to your eardrums. I mean, what do you think that meant? Um, so again, if you want to be on the show and you're not totally offended, uh, send us a voice memo. And also uh, you can send a DM directly to Phantom Electric Ghost on Instagram or Phantom Electric Ghost on Facebook or to our email, uh, gmail.com. Now we don't charge, you know, we tried to charge and then people got all crazy. Um, but we do ask if you do like what we're doing, you can do a one-time donation through PayPal me, it's on our SoundCloud, it's on our Spotify, go to Phantom Electric Ghost and hit the COVID-19 uh, button. You can send us a little money. You can also subscribe to our podcast become a supporter for 99 cents a month. That's $12 a year minimum. Uh, that's recurring. So some people don't seem to like that. We've asked Anchor to do a one time and they say, well, I haven't figured that out. Um, but you can also do $399, $999 per month if you're into it. We also do influence marketing um, through IntelliFluence and uh, you can get in touch with us on that. And uh, we can also run campaigns and ads on our podcast so if you're into that you're not offended by our material and you're kind of hip with it uh, we've done um, ad campaigns for cbd companies for people selling uh, supplements and all kinds of interesting stuff so check it out and we'll talk to you later Jill and Jen. Jen.
Do, do, miss Sue. 